We are ranking fantasy football wide receivers for the 2022 season. This is part two of the wide receiver rankings episode. If you missed the first one, you might want to go check that out first. The wide receiver ones in 2022, according to Matthew Williamson, my illustrious co-host. Part two, wide receiver 13, all the way down through 30, plus some of our favorite sleepers. Maybe some league winners in there somewhere on today's episode of Peacock and you're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you at the Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, we're talking wide receivers, fantasy wide receivers, Matt. And I'm glad, Matt, we have a back and forth here every day talking about, um, you know, football and off the air life a little bit. And I'm glad sometimes what I say does resonate with you. <laughs> Before we went live here, you took my advice and you actually already changed your top 12 rankings and you flipped Tyreek Hill and T Higgins at nine and 12. So you got T Higgins down at 12. Now Tyreek bumped up a little bit up to number nine. And so uh, we do, we, we've kind of been doing a, a fantasy war room with some of these where you have some rankings and we argue about them or we just come in fresh and, and both try to rank them out. And uh, sometimes what I say does make some sense here. So I'm glad you recognize that. hundred percent. And I like to think that one of my strengths as an analyst is listening to others. There's so many, there's about 10 web pages I go to every morning and I learn something every time I click on them. And I've often referenced other podcasts. You know, I like to uh, listen to as many opinions as I possibly can and sometimes make them my own, sometimes battle them, you know, but I just like to hear a lot of different viewpoints. And I think I learned that from the NFL ranks, you know, like a good GM sits there in a, a war room full of scouts that all know their stuff, weighs everyone's opinions, and then goes with the final answer. I mean, I want to get it right. I, I don't care as much about my ego. And I thought you had some great points. So, yep, Tyreek bumped up. That always kind of bugged me that he was at 12. And Higgins, who's a number two on his team, goes to 12. So they flip-flopped. And if you have the higher you put Chase, the lower you have to put Higgins in a way, right? Because they're they're, they're fighting for the same target share. Yeah, but I think they're both exceptional players, and it's going to be a big target share. And if T Higgins ends up wide receiver nine, maybe Chase is more like wide receiver six instead of true, you know, true. three and twelve. So a little bit bigger gap there. With and we'll see what Jamar Chase looks like. And you can go back and listen to the top twelve. Uh, I will go through them now. To spoil that for you, uh, the first 12 wide receivers in Matt Williamson's 2022 wide receiver rankings, and they go Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, C.D. Lamb, Devontae Adams at six, Mike Evans, Debo Samuel, Tyreek Hill now at nine, D.J. Moore 10, Terry McLaurin, and T. Higgins. That's the first 12 in Matt Williamson's wide receiver rankings for fantasy football in 2022. There's still some amazing names left yeah. on this list. And if you're drafting in a certain way, I'm getting the feeling now that if I am, uh, you know, some some leagues, you have a certain way where you get to maybe select how you where you're going to draft. And uh, I, a league I play in, if you won last year, the thing you get is you get to select what your draft position is going to be the next draft. That's cool. I like I that. Like 
drafting the, usually I like to be someone who drafts a little bit later. I don't like waiting all the way around for my second pick, but looking at where the wide receivers are ranked right now, if I could get Jonathan Taylor at 1.1, come all the way back around at the turn and double up on some of these names at wide receiver, I'd be feeling pretty good about my fantasy football roster. Yeah. Uh, first off, I, I think I've told people this before, but one thing I like about my home league, my high school buddies league, is we get together a couple weeks before the draft. We bring a deck of cards. And if you get the ace, you can pick. I pick one, two, four, four you know, 12. The the dumb heads just pick one, two. You know, I, I like I think that's an, an integral part to the season is, boy, this year, I really want to pick at the end of first round. This year, I really want to pick at the first. And and rule of thumb, I like to be in the middle just because, uh, you know, in the seventh, eighth round, if I'm torn between somebody, there's a chance just 12 picks later, I get that same guy if I'm picking in the middle where the ends, it's like kiss them goodbye if you, if you don't pick them. And I tend to like a little bit of extra time rather than having to go boom, boom, because sometimes you're torn. You don't know. Who right. to take, and you got to take two guys, let alone one. So I do. I do tend to like to go middle of the round. You get a better second player uh, than waiting a long time. This might be one of those years where you might want an earlier pick. because There's so few bell cow running backs in the NFL. Yeah. And um, but that's because of the wide receivers and how deep. They are. And when you're looking at this thing and tearing them out, I, like, I don't even know where to put the tiers. The tiers are like kind of Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson at the top. And, you know, and, and there's some really good players behind that. But yeah, AJ Brown comes in at number 13 for you. And, and he's awesome. I wouldn't fight <laughs> with AJ yeah. Brown three instead of 13, yeah, yeah. 10 spots higher, right? I know. I adore the player. I think it's a great trade for the Eagles. I'm not copping out already, but I bet I change my second 12 much more than I changed my first 12, although I made a big change since Friday in the first 12. But there's a lot of good names in this neighborhood. I just think Devontae Smith's a quality, quality number two. Goddard's one of my highest ranked tight ends. And I expect the Eagles' pass percentage to go up, but still be at the bottom of the league. I just don't like the pie that AJ's picking from, but He's awesome. All the wide receivers that change teams, it, it hurt their fantasy value. It scares right? me a little. Yeah. yeah. Tyreek, Devontae Adams, and now AJ Brown. Right. And I think that's fair. They, I think they are in positions to be targeted less than they were before on their old rosters. And you never know how the rapport is with their new quarterbacks on their new team. So uh, AJ Brown that's coming in at number 13, which, you know, I would feel pretty good about getting him as the uh, 13th wide receiver off the board. 100%. It does scare me a little that I have all three of those guys lower than where they would have been with their old teams because the new teams gave up a ton to get all three of them. You know, they, oh, they had big plans for these guys. Yeah, they got them for a reason. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, Jalen Hurts is not going to drop back and, and chuck it 45 times a game either. No, no. We, we, we were pretty sure about that. So um, here's, here's where I start to have some problems with your list again, Matt. And it's not your list. It's everybody's lists. And you have Michael Pittman coming in at wide receiver 14 and DK Metcalf at 15. Yeah. And DK I might Metcalf have to flip is those. Just, yeah. well, well, and it's not even so much that. It's just DK Metcalf is too good to be 15 on anybody's list. Where you can right. get DK Metcalf in leagues right now is robbery. And I don't care who the quarterback is. If it's Geno Smith, DK put up numbers with Geno last year. And he's just too good. And the worse the Seahawks are, the more they might have to throw the ball. I think DK's going to get his. I think his star is ascending while you know Tyler Lockett might be starting to wane a little bit. So this is this offense is going to be run through DK as much as any 
you know, uh, Seahawks offense in the past has been one run through a wide receiver. So, and Gino can get the ball to him down the field. So I think that DK Metcalf is someone who's just too low everywhere. And there's so many good receivers ahead of him. So I understand, but it's just phenomenal value at this point is, is kind of my point. And I mean, DK Metcalf, a wide receiver 15, just give me that all day long. Yeah. I just made him 14 and Pittman 15. And <laughs> it's funny because I, you know, they went to college together, but AJ Brown and DK are kind of, Similar in that they would be extremely high on my list of we're picking up teams for the rest of their career. They're both really high in the dynasty world. Coincidentally, early this offseason, I traded Pittman and Marquise Brown. You know, he was a Raven at that time, straight up for Metcalf. And I I think I just want Metcalf on my team. Like, I have a lot of respect for Pittman. I think he's probably going to get better targets than Metcalf. But Metcalf's just better. I mean, None of us would pick Pittman over Metcalf if we're picking up teams. And I think what what could even strengthen Metcalf is if he doesn't sign and decides to play out his contract year. Mm-hmm. I always love the contract year players. So yeah, give me give me some DK Metcalf right now. Yeah. Um, wide receiver sixteen is him and seventeen. I, what do you think of these two? These are the Chargers. Yeah. So we got Keenan I Allen, cheated a little, yeah. Mike Williams, back to back. And yeah, I can tell you making this list, you don't know how to break them up. So you're like, well, I'll just put them back to back. Yeah, they're both um, really good, but they're uh, really different. Keenan Allen, sort of the you know the slot guy that gets more targets, and Mike Williams, the outside guy, that's going to get you know more yards per catch, but be targeted less. And does it start to skew towards Mike Williams a little bit more after getting paid with the strong arm quarterback? They, they're they're going to chuck it a little bit deeper. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's hard to imagine Keenan Allen not getting his, even though he's getting a little bit older and a little bit older. And it, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. It's hard to break these two up. It is. And it, it, people listen on Friday. I said, you know, Evans and Allen were two guys that I've ranked quite high as everybody does, and they deserve it that I think are depreciating assets. And some of that's my dynasty background that when someone's going to be worth less a year from now than they are now, and you basically know it and their game's starting to slip, I inherently have a hard time investing in that player, but his situation is awesome. I mean, on third and six, it's going to Allen, you know, Herbert trusts him to no end and it's still a young quarterback that needs his whoopee. And that's definitely Keenan Allen. But you mentioned it too. I mean, I'm a big believer in money talks and they just gave Williams a nice big contract. I always thought he was a little bit of an underrated player because he was kind of a boomer bust guy with the old staff. And now with the Saints, you know, offensive system kind of being installed there, he catches more slants and more comebacks and more intermediate routes. So I was real torn. I'd gladly take either one, especially as like my wide receiver too. And just looking at the wide receivers in this area, I'm all about DK Metcalf. Mike Williams, stylistically somewhat similar, actually. Yeah. But I he's he's kind of the two or the the one A. I think Metcalf's gonna be the clear one this year in his offense. Better quarterback, obviously, but uh, the ball would get spread around maybe a little bit more with uh with the Los Angeles Chargers. And Mike Williams is just a little dependent on the big play. So I like DK Metcalf on a lot of teams. Don't like Mike Williams as much on my fantasy teams this year in the same zone and Keelan Keenan Allen. I'm with you. You kind of just, he, and he will drop. The thing is you can get a deal on Keenan Allen and you have been able to almost for his entire career, which is really weird. It doesn't seem like Keenan Allen's always a little there a little bit too late. In 100%. Yeah. He's always about, he always outperforms his ADP. I yeah. bet every year it feels like that. Yeah. Next we will get to 
Tyreek Hill's teammate in Miami. How is that ball going to get divvied up? Very different quarterback uh, for Tyreek Hill now in Miami than he had in Kansas City. We'll get through number uh, 18 through 30 and then talk about some of the other potential league winners, breakout players, sleepers among fantasy wide receivers in 2022. But first, we've got to let the folks out there know about bet online and tons of NFL futures that you could bet on already for the 2022 season at bet online, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest developments, league reviews, news, including major league baseball hitting the all-star break break pretty soon here. We've already got summer league going for the next NBA season. It seems like the NBA season uh, never sleeps just like the NFL season does. Uh, so, yeah, you can bet on the next Super Bowl champion, the next coach to get fired, offensive, defensive, rookies, players of the year. Uh, you can even bet on lines all the way through week 17, week 18, I believe now, at Bet Online for the next football season. Your continued source for all your sports wagering and information, live betting, esports, Vegas casino games, and more. So go to Bet Online right now. Use your desktop or mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you're subscribed up to the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. That is the home of Peacock and Williamson, as well as the Locked On NFL show and tons of other great content. Okay, Matt, what do you think about Jalen Waddle here? This would be an ascending player. He had 100 catches last year, right? And yet he's wide receiver 18. And that's because Tyreek Hill's in town and similar skill sets. I don't even know how this offense is going to look. Are they just going to pepper, you know, four or five yard passes and, and let the, the speedsters go to work with two at quarterback and, and knowing Mike McDaniel coming from that, the Kyle Shanahan system, you know, is it going to be short and intermediate all day long? Are they going to pop a few? Um, is there going to be such a, an emphasis on the run game that maybe both Tyreek and Jalen Waddle disappoint this year. It's it's a hard offense to figure out as far as fantasy goes. It absolutely is. And two is very good at RPOs and getting it out quick and short to intermediate accuracy. And they had a terrible O line last year, maybe the worst in the league. So maybe that contributed to less downfield passing as well. I think that they will expand that. Um, you know, in the dynasty world, Waddle is worth more than Tyreek Hill. And that's not what we're doing here. And But it wouldn't blow me away if at the end of the year he had more fantasy points than Tyreek. Because I think Waddle's exceptional and he's ascending. And that's why I was a little low on Hill. It was more of a Waddle concern than a concern about Tyreek. It'll bother me to no end, though, if these guys are catching balls one yard behind the line of scrimmage over and over and over. But I trust this offensive system much more than I did the last one. And I just think this is a highly, highly talented and dangerous player. Yeah, I don't know if it's system or quarterback driven or it was a combination. Or is it two right. Year. Yeah. And it's crazy that Waddle had 104 catches and 1,000 yards as a rookie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, any other time in the history of the league, if you had a rookie wide receiver who was drafted in the top 10 like Waddle was, he had 100 catches as a rookie. We'd be talking about this guy going among the first five wide receivers in the draft. It's like Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. He Waddle had like 20, 25 more catches than Jamar Chase last year. As <laughs> right. right. I mean, a lot of them were one yarders, but well, still. That's Jamar Chase had 400 more yards than, than uh, the Waddle. I'm looking at it right now. Waddle had 
yeah, sub 10, 9.8 yards per reception. But he's such a big, he was a big play guy in college, all this speed. So he didn't pop enough of the runs after the catch, wasn't targeted enough down the field. That's why, like, I have no idea what to expect in this offense. You got to think there's going to be more yards per reception there, even if the, the targets aren't there, even if he doesn't get 140 targets like he did last year because Tyreek's in 10. And every draft class, you know, somebody says, well, this is a fast receiver in the draft. He's, he's Tyreek like fast. And every year they're pretty much wrong because I don't remember anybody like Tyreek in the last 10 or 15 years, except for maybe Waddle. I mean, Waddle, watching him at Bama, I bought it that this guy is as electric and as explosive. Some might beat Tyreek in a you know 60-yard dash or whatever, a guy like Ruggs. But, I mean, just explosive with pads on. He's that Tyreek-level guy. I don't know if it's good. I don't think it's good that they're both out there. It's great for the Dolphins. I don't think it's great for us in the fantasy world. Yeah, it would be like w- alternating weeks where one guy goes big, the other guy doesn't, and you're like, yeah, yeah right, right. Who has the weak corner that week? Or, yeah, you know, who's the weak corner? Yeah, who? Which which teams decide they're going to roll coverage over toward um, toward Tyreek, and then Waddle goes off, something like that. Brandy Cooks coming in at number nineteen, sort of the 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 new Keenan Allen, where he's just sort of he's a value every year. Performs his ADP, and nobody's ever excited about Brandon Cooks, partially because I think I think it it just hurts. It hurts from a PR perspective when players bounce around to different teams. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's definitely hurt Brandon cooks, but that means he's going to be a value for you as a wide receiver one for a, a young uh, quarterback that, that they might have something in, in Davis mills there. Right. Yeah. And they gave him money. I mean, they were dumping players left and right, and he was never one of them. Um, garbage time, of course, is in play here as well, but I just think he's a very, very good player, just an odd career. I mean, he's bounced around a lot, but it's not like he's getting cut left and right and nobody wants him. People are giving up first round picks for him, you know, like, and he's still a younger player considering how much experience he has. He is a little bit boring to walk up to your podium, up to the podium and put this sticker up there. But I guarantee you, if he gets a thousand yards this year and probably eight touchdowns. Talk to me about Deontay Johnson coming in at wide receiver 20 for you. What is that Steelers offense even going to look like? And, uh, where is Deontay Johnson in the pecking order? Because you got him as the uh, top Steelers wide receiver. There's some rumblings the last couple of days that the Steelers and Cowboys have talked about a Deontay Johnson trade. I can't confirm mm. or deny that, but okay. I can see that being an aggressive move for Dallas. And I can't assure that you know the Steelers are psyched about giving Deontay $19, $20 million like you know the McLaurins of the world. But he's clearly their best receiver. He's their best guy versus man coverage, which is key. He's a target hog. I mean, when he's on the field the last two or three years, only guys like Deontay or Devontae Adams have more more targets than Johnson. And he was Ben's whoopee. There's no doubt about that. But I also think targets are earned. And I think that his targets will probably go down a little because they'll probably throw the ball a little less. They threw the ball a lot last year, too much. But I also think he'll he'll catch a lot fewer, kind of like Waddle, two-yard slants because Ben just wants to get the ball out of his hands. I bet his A dot goes up, but his targets go down a little. I was going to say his his statistic line was almost identical to Waddle's last year. Yeah, yeah. He got three more balls, essentially, and maybe an extra yard per reception. But it would amaze you, BP, over the last two years when I do like a national radio hit or you know a fantasy show, everyone always asks me, Who's the Steelers' number one receiver? It's Deontay Johnson by a mile, folks. And I've heard people talk about Pickett's deep ball. Maybe, maybe that'll mm-hmm. change. Maybe, maybe it's Chase Claypool time, and and we'll get to that. Maybe he's one. Know, of the it's interesting. Do you, do you, is he a sleeper for you? Or is he somebody you're targeting? 
he's remarkably cheap in fantasy right now, yes. and I don't understand it at all, to be honest with you. And, and he out- might outperform Deontay this year. I may he's even not- be still too low on Claypool. He's outside the top 40 or 50 right now in ADP, right? It's bonkers. Claypool, as far as wide receivers go. Because he only caught one touchdown last year. Yeah. So everyone thinks he's not good anymore. He basically played exactly like he did as a rookie when the world loved him when he had like 11 touchdowns. And last year he had one. So now they don't like him anymore. Here's a big question yeah, this about was- the Denver Broncos. Who's the wide receiver to own there? I've loved Jerry Judy uh, ever since pre-draft. Just his footwork, his ability to separate. Maybe all he needed was a quarterback that can hit him in timing now. Maybe um, maybe Russell Wilson's that guy. But you've got Cortland Sutton as wide receiver 21. You've got him ahead of Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy will show up in just a minute here. But um, the the bounce back didn't quite happen year one post-ACL for Cortland Sutton. But the quarterback situation was bad and some mouths to feed. Uh, it's I'm, I'm sort of torn on the Denver offense. I, I, it's one of those where I, it's kind of like the Kyle Shanahan running backs where I just wait for the third guy and draft him late. Yeah, yeah. Some value there. Yeah, I doubt I would grab Sutton as a 21st receiver off the board. And I have to get, I'm psyched to get him right there. I'd rather he fell to the 24th receiver off the board and Judy's gone or whatever. I'm torn on Judy versus Sutton in that I don't think Sutton was himself last year. You mentioned coming off the ACL, and we all just assume, oh, he's on the field, he's 100%. And I'm a big believer in Matt Harmon's reception perception. And he, you know, he thought the first half of the year Sutton was really dragging that leg, and then he got better and better. Um, I love Wilson, but I don't know that he's the precision timing passer that Judy really, really needs as opposed to Sutton being the pseudo Metcalf go up and get it guy. So as these rankings indicate, I'm leaning more towards Sutton. Especially and, I will, and I will say, I don't even know if he'll be drafted, but he's like the first waiver wire pickup. Tim Patrick is just really good. extremely underrated and really good player. Yeah. He's going to take targets away from both those guys. Yeah, and I think Albert O's okay as well. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting breakout candidate. We talked about during our, our tight end war room mm-hmm. for fantasy football purposes. All right. Next we'll talk 22 through 30 and then highlight some other sleepers for the 2022 season at wide receiver. But first I want to let the folks out there know about our friends at rock auto, save time and money using rock auto. Don't pay more than you have to for your auto parts. You go to the chain store. Guess what? You're paying double in a lot of cases, at least 50% more markup at that chain store for the same exact part that you could get at rockauto.com. For example, you're looking for a Honda Odyssey fuel pump. That's going to run you about $353 from a chain store. You go to rockauto.com, find the same part for $216. Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every customer. Do it yourselfer and professionals alike. Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. They've helped me. It is very easy, and I'm always blown away by the selection at Rock Auto, big parts, small parts, brake parts, tail lamps, carpet for your, the interior of your vehicle, motor oil, wiper blades, uh, everything you need to keep your car on the road, you can find at rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there, how did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. We are down to wide receiver 22 here, and you've got Hollywood, Marquise Brown at 22. Um, I like Marquise Brown early in the season. They paid a little to get up. He's their wide receiver one, got a good quarterback, got a uh, an offense where they're going to throw the football, right? 
But then second half of the year, do, do you draft him and then flip him? What do you do when DeAndre Hopkins returns? Yeah, and that's a cardinal problem across the board, too. I mean, all these little people seem to wear down as the season goes on, including the quarterback. Um, well, I think the first six weeks set up extremely well for Brown. So I think people look at fantasy too much through the lens of, it, you know, just win week one, just win week two. You know, I mean, so I have him pretty high. I love DeAndre Hopkins. I think he's going to the Hall of Fame, but I also think he's another one that slipped a little last year with his tape as well. And what if he slips a little more or, you know, maybe he needed PEDs to be, you know, to stay up to where he's, you know, yeah. You know, I mean, there's a reason these guys take these things and he got busted. Uh, Brown's advanced metrics are always really good with the Ravens, despite them in 22 personnel and him in a condensed formation where Arizona is going to spread the field as wide as possible and let him be fast. So I'm on board. I mean, uh, uh, he worries me a little in December. Don't get me wrong. Could definitely be an all or nothing player there in that offense. And, you know, yeah. he goes for 150 yards and three touchdowns in one week and has three catches for 27 yards another week. Yeah. I mean, even like A.J. Green's not terrible and Rondell Moore's going to catch passes and the two tight ends, you know, they'll be fine without Hopkins for a while. But then Hopkins comes in and is the number one and they all bump down the ladder a spot, you know. This is a tough one for me because the really hard one yeah. is there, but Amon Ross St. Brown had a really nice rookie year, but he's mm -hmm. just a, he's a wide receiver too, but he's being treated as a wide receiver one in this offense. And I just, uh, I, you don't have to draft him super high, but he's almost going to go too high for my taste in just about any. Oh, I skipped Allen Robinson too, by the way. So you got Allen Robinson at 23. Yeah. He's got a Allen Robinson's really hard for me. And I'm on Ross St. Brown. Both of these are actually really hard for me. Mm -hmm. Alan Robinson, I like the fit. And actually, there's probably a much better chance Alan Robinson ends up on my teams than Amon Ross St. Brown in, in this general range. Yeah. And I love his situation. You know, we saw Odell thrive there, opposite cup, good quarterback, good scheme. Robinson hasn't been productive for a while, though. I just think this is perfectly set up for him. And everyone's yeah, going to think about Alan Robinson and be like, oh, yeah, look, he just had 80 catches and, you know, mm -hmm. 1100 yards and 10 touchdowns because there's a, he can trust his quarterback his quarterback's going to put it on him and his he's always been good at getting open and catching the football and you know motivation will probably be better for him being on a team that has super bowl aspirations than yeah. whatever the heck was going on uh in in chicago the last few years so i, I feel good about Alan you go back to college Allen robinson's never had a good quarterback it's bonkers christian hackenberg you know hackenberg to bortles to uh falls maybe and then yeah, like whatever right. was going on the revolving door in chicago and it's bonkers yeah. now he's got matthew stafford and they gave him big money and he's still pretty young so i think he'll be probably a low-end fantasy wide receiver too and a quality one and consistent hunter renfro 25 for you here this is PPR, remember, and that's also it's, important for St. Brown because I think oh, both right. those guys are going to be highly targeted, but not yes. deep downfield. Yes, yes. PPR, very, very important. Does he take a step back with Devontae Adams in town? Is the question I, <sighs> I almost has to, but I think Waller takes a little more of a step back, and I think Adams takes a little more of a step back, you know, from where they've been. Mm -hmm. I just keep looking at Renfro and think – he is such a Patriot and the Patriot way is coming to Vegas. How are they not going to throw him third and four is going to Renfro. Yeah, you're right. 
it's tough because 103 catches, a thousand yards last mm-hmm. year. Right. Um, this is the Jalen Waddle line almost exactly. You can't expect more necessarily because of even if you did, you know, okay, he's you know, Patriot Ways in town. Are they gonna throw him more than that? And right, that's right, he, right. he doubled his previous year too. So that was sort of are we gonna look back and be like, oh, remember Hunter Renfro had that crazy hundred catch year, and then he just kind of you know fell back down into being a 70 catch guy, 60 catch guy, 50 it's possible guy, like that. So that, that's what it worries me with Hunter Renfro. Is like I don't see the the upside of going extra like Jalen Waddle, same stat line last year. I could see where he goes crazy, right? Um, Waddle Renfro- might be a top five pick next year. There's no right. chance Renfro is. Right, yeah, there, there's there's not that upside, and you're right. betting on just that he's just gets crazy targets. And when you're on the same field with Devontae Adams, I just can't see Derek Carr going to Hunter Renfro that much more often than Devontae Adams. The flip side to that, and I'm not going to fight you on what you just said, is the, even the Cole Beasleys of the world are useful in PPR. They're wide receiver threes. They're not sexy. They don't win you the league. But I think Renfro's better football player than those type of players and has a very high PPR floor. Where's the tier break here at the end of the list? Uh, we, we're running out of time, so I want to go through 26 through 30 here, the last five that you have ranked out with numbers, and then you, you have rankings going beyond there, and we'll, I want to t- uh, target a few of those names. you got Rashad Bateman, 26, Gabriel Davis, 27, Russell Gage, 28, Jerry Judy, 29, Darnell Mooney, 30. And the thing I'm looking at in this range is I love the guys that have that are their team's best receiver and have a chance to go bigger. Gabriel Davis. Like a Bateman. Right, so Bateman and Mooney are the guys I'm targeting. Yeah. I'm letting other people draft Davis, Gage, Judy. I kind of like because he could be that too, but it's a little bit maybe easier. But nobody's going to be targeted as long as they're healthy all year on their rosters more than Bateman and Mooney. My the, the reason there's a gap between them, and it's not a huge one. It's 26 and 30. Is I think Bateman is much better qualified to handle the number one corner, you, you know, I don't think Mooney's ever a one on any team. He's at the fault one where I think yes. Bateman could turn into an NFL one. I just think he's a much better, again, I'd much rather Bateman on the Steelers than I'd have Mooney. You know what I mean? Like, I put, I actually, I put Mooney more like with Amonra St. Brown, very different players, mm-hmm. but they're at the fault one, but they're more of a should be wide receiver two guy. Yeah. They, they don't drive the ship. You know, I think Bateman can possibly drive the ship. Looking at some sleepers here in 2022, I know there are some players that you love, like Elijah Moore. Was it hard for you not to put Elijah Moore in your top 30 or your top 12? Yeah, I did. I, I would have him very, very high. I just wish they didn't draft Wilson and everyone. I mean, you get Corey Davis for nothing. Corey Davis isn't a bad player either. And, you know, how many completions is Wilson going to have at the end of the year? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of mouths to feed. So it's, it's really hard. And, and one of those guys is going to go big and it might be Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's really good. And yeah. uh, he might be pretty ready to play and come in and take a lot of those targets. And so do you have to go three wide to have Elijah Moore on the field even, you know? Yeah. So th- that's, that's tough is, is good of a player. He is better, a real player than the fantasy player maybe this year. Yeah. Like you said, a lot of mouths to feed and I don't love this cook to feed them all, you know, the chef. By the way, speaking of Garrett Wilson, Matt Williamson hates rookie wide receivers. We haven't talked about a single one yet. Who's your top rookie wide receiver this year? I'm looking at the list. You got to go all the way down to, I believe it's Olave. Yeah. Well, Drake London's quickly behind him. I do hate rookie receivers this year. I think this is a very overrated rookie class of receivers, to be honest with you. Um, But this there's a two-point question because – 
40, 41, and 42 on my list are highly successful guys that we're not going to see for a while. Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin. And I'm not getting any good news on Thomas at all. And so I think Alave might be the number one there. And I actually think Jarvis Landry is kind of a maybe a cheap number wide receiver three, two that isn't that's close to being sexy. Alave is pretty NFL ready. You know, I can see him having a good year, not a great one. If Michael Thomas isn't as 100% as you can be yeah. today, right now, to start training camp, let alone in week one, then he might be done because how can he, he might not be done? ready to go right now. It's been a long time. This ankle's gone on forever. I mean, I'd like some good news. So those three, Hopkins, Thomas, Godwin, Godwin will play. We know when Hopkins comes back, but I just ranked them all together to just totally cheat. Uh, One player that I'm targeting in a lot of leagues because he's just available so late and he's going to be the top target, in my opinion, for a Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. And we saw how that went for Devontae Adams. And I'm not projecting Devontae Adams production for Alan Lazard but mm-hmm. if, if Aaron Rodgers goes out of his way during the offseason to talk about how Alan Lazard's ready to be his wide receiver one uh, then that's good enough for me so I'm going to be drafting him in a lot of leagues and you get him late yeah and we had Peter on from locked on Packers and he talked him up higher than this ranking would indicate and he probably will be their most targeted receiver and I am interested to hear Rodgers you know uh, training camp comments about him but he's never been a high target guy already and they played together a lot you know I mean I wish I saw more to this point. Speaking of wide receiver ones, what about Christian Kirk? Could he go earn his money with a big second year breakout from Trevor Lawrence, a quarterback and a, and a much better offense to play? In? I think so. I mean, I think he is probably when it's all said and done is a really good flex or a wide receiver three. And a lot of people, and I was in this boat too, just like to make fun of the, uh, the contract, but that doesn't matter for us. You know, they, they love them. That's all we need to know. He's going to be their top receiver, and he's a good football player and what I think is a vastly improved team. Mari Cooper's down here really far outside of your yeah. top 30, and actually I can't find him because he's gone. He's, so he's 33. Uh, 33 for you here. Okay, yeah, right after Elijah Moore. The quarterback situation obviously plays into it there in, in Cleveland. Would it change things if the Browns ended up with Jimmy Garoppolo or something like that for this season, or if maybe there was news on – Deshaun Watson being a, you know, eight game suspension instead of all year long. I guess the best way for me to phrase that is he has nowhere to go, but up because I know exactly what Cooper is and he's a quality player. He's obviously their number one. I'm ranking him right now as though he has 17 games of percent. So subject to change, but probably only for the positive. But he won't go real, real high. I mean, yeah, I, I kind of like that right now yeah. too. Because even though Prisette might be uh, somebody that doesn't win the Browns a ton of games, uh, he's good enough to win you some fantasy games with mm-hmm. however many times he targets Amari Cooper. Right? Yeah, it's, right, right, right. You, you know, you can have good fantasy wide receiver production for bad quarterbacks sometimes, even though your team's not winning on the field. Like if I'm loaded at, wide, at running back early in the draft, and maybe I took a tight end really high. I would gladly take Amari and Christian Kirk and have one of, have them fight for my wide receiver three job, or you know what I mean, or, or start them both if I have to, if I'm loaded everywhere else, because they'll be fine. They're, they're not going to win me the league, though. If you don't like those rankings, find Matt Williamson on Twitter, <laughs> at Williamson NFL. Let him know if you love the rankings. You can find me on Twitter, at BD Peacock. Appreciate everybody making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. Make sure you are subscribed to the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. 
And Matt and I we're going live on Tuesday, right? Getting back into like the yeah. Tuesday live chat. So be here with us, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, Tuesday. Talk to you then. Peacock and Williamson.